Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry and I hope you're all doing well. Sadly, Bobby and Adam couldn't make it today, um, so you're stuck with me. But we're going to go through some EFL and Premier League news. And I'm going to give you a few of my thoughts on things. So let's start off with the EFL and we're going to go to my team, Nottingham Forest. This January window is really big for us. We've got to push for that playoff spot. I think we're ninth at the moment, around there, a few points off sixth. So the competition's really, really high this year to get playoffs. Uh, and especially that sixth place position, because I know Middlesbrough are also in the chase there. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on this January window. We've already got Keenan Davis in from Aston Villa on loan. He's going to be really important. We needed another striker up there to help Graben and, uh, and Lyle Taylor. It'd be interesting to see how much game time he gets now. But, but that was a really good signing, very physical as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Steve Cook as well is another name that we've brought in, I think announced today, the day of recording. So this might come out on Wednesday. So signing on the Tuesday for Forrest from Bournemouth, 10 years after he signed for Bournemouth, in fact, exactly. So he's a really solid defender coming in and hopefully, again, we'll be able to bolster us up at the back. I know we've had some injuries, some illness, so, but to have a back three of Joe Worrell, Steve Cook and um, Scott McKenna is going to be massive, uh, especially with Jed Spence and Max Lowe on the, in the fullbacks. So that's really good. We've kept Jed Spence, as I said, till the end of the season. Um, there were rumours that he'd got a, a bar, like a permanent clause a option for a permanent at the end of his new deal, but I'm not sure that that's actually true. But we've got a lot of new links coming out. Hopefully we get Lee Buchanan from Derby at left back. He'd be really good. But as I said, really big window for us there uh moving on to another team that i've just mentioned there with lee buchanan is derby county they got 2-2 draw with reading at the weekend after being 2-0 down i think it was junior hoylet got two goals for reading and they brought it derby brought it back in like the last five minutes in extra time so really good from them rooney wasn't there i think he, they said he had a cold like symptoms but it wasn't covid so it was just a precaution not to get any of the squad sick because there's only like three of them anyway um, he was absent, but they're doing a good job, sadly, to save from as a Forest fan. They're doing really well. Uh, they're only three points off Barnsley now, who are in 23rd, and they're still 11 points from safety, but they're, they're getting away from that massive deduction they had. So 21 points in total would be absolutely massive if Wayne Rooney can get, well, keep them up, which looks like it could potentially happen very sadly. Um, if he does that, then that's probably going to be the biggest achievement of his managerial career. If he goes on to have one past Derby, even if he wins anything, I think it was Darren Bent was saying, if he wins major trophies, if he can survive this with 21 point deduction, then that would be one of the greatest escapes in football, if not the greatest escape. Um, another championship story is Blackburn. They have gotten to the top two after a draw versus Huddersfield. And uh, as we've seen in recent weeks, Ben Brereton-Diaz is on fire. He's got 20 goals already. Um, obviously, when Forrest sold him, he did do that great for them for the first few seasons, but now he's really on fire. 20 goals already in a season. It's only him and Mitrovic, I think, have reached that yet. They're going to have to work really hard, Blackburn, to keep him in January as well as in the summer window if he doesn't leave then. Um, but he's doing really well and firing Blackburn towards promotion, which it has been a long time since they've been in the Premier League. So... It would be it'd be amazing for them to keep him because he's their key player, I think, at the moment. Another striker who's done really well recently, West Brom have just bought, is Daryl Dyke from the MLS. Uh, I'm not sure who he was with over there, but uh, it might be in Orlando or someone like that. But West Brom have just signed him on a permanent deal, a, gr a great signing, a very powerful striker from what I understand 
when he was at Barnsley on loan. Um, I think he got nine in nineteen get nine goals in nineteen games. So he's a really good striker, very very strong, as I said. Um, so he's a really good signing for them. And I think Jordan Hugel, who's on loan with them, is again being sent back to West Ham. I think it is that own him. And it wouldn't be surprised me if he goes out on loan again. Another striker that's coming to the championship, Aaron Connolly from Brighton, has joined Middlesbrough on loan. Again, another one that can really fire in some goals. Um, Middlesbrough will be hoping. Obviously, I won't be hoping because they're playoff rivals. Um, but that's another one coming into the EFL. If we go and look at the Premier League now, though, Man United, hmm. they lost to Wolves 1-0 right near the end of the game. Um, we saw Phil Jones's epic return to the Premier League after I think it was two years he hadn't played. Um, so to see him come back, from what I've heard, I didn't see the whole game. From what I heard, he generally did all right. He did quite well. Um, I think it's maybe gets a bit too much stick sometimes. Obviously, we know he pulled some funny faces and has made some questionable defending. But he's he's quite a good quite a good centre back. Um, obviously, that was Harry Maguire out so at the time, which was why he was playing. But I think he did well for himself. Uh, maybe he needs a move to either a lower Premier League team or a top championship team because he needs game time. And I don't think he's going to get that when Maguire comes back. But we talk about United quite a lot. A team that goes a bit under the radar and I think have this season, especially with me as well. I haven't thought about it too much. Bruno Large at Watford. What a job he's doing. They're now up to eighth place. And just three points off United, I think, in seventh. Um, he's made Neves and Moutinho a force in midfield, really. They've done really, really well. Um, I think he's, from what I've heard, his training is very good. He's very, very tactical and very in-depth with his tactics as well. So that's really good for them. They've done quite well and hope maybe making the next step towards conference league places, perhaps. Um, I've also heard that Nelson Semedo did very well and has been doing well under large show. That's that's great for them. He didn't look great originally under Nuno, so to get him doing well is good for Wolves getting their getting their money's worth. Really, also in the Premier League, Chelsea drew with Liverpool two all. The biggest news out of that though was Lukaku being dropped after his Sky Italia interview, uh, when he had basically he wasn't fully happy with the situation at Chelsea at the moment. Obviously, he loves Inter, and the Inter fans returned that with, uh, well, you just left without saying goodbye, so we don't really care about you. Um, Lukaku did this interview kind of shocked everyone I think that it happened um, but it was the right decision from Tuchel to drop him he needed to set out set out some rules and go you know what you might be 100 million pound signing but you don't do that you don't break the rules around here so or break it wasn't necessarily breaking the rules but just like moral code I guess going out and saying things like that he needs to sort the situation out whether that's apologising to the fans I'm sure he's apologised. I think there was a meeting between him and Tuchel, so I'm sure they've said what they need to say there and to his teammates as well, sort it all out. Um, but a great fight back from Chelsea, I think. The two st stunning goals, you could argue that the first one was quite lucky and if he had done it 10 times, done that shot 10 times, it maybe only gone in that once, but still an amazing goal from Kovacic. And um, the second goal as well was brilliant. Uh, I can't remember who scored it. It might have been Pulisic, but he, but that goal was brilliant as well. Feel a bit bad for Kelleher because obviously Allison was out with COVID and young keeper. Whenever he seems to be going in goal, he always gets a bit of a tough game whenever he's in goal. So it's really tough for him, but brilliant taking goals. There wasn't much he could do about them. Uh, Salah's goal as well was terrific. Um, so Liverpool did really well there. I think they did well to also manage without someone like Firmino up there as well, which wasn't really too much of a surprise. Mane was a bit 
iffy. Uh, lucky not to get gets. Uh, I think it was this red card where he elbowed Azpilicueta in the face, which was yeah, very lucky to get away with that. But um, you know, Premier League refereeing, isn't it? Another game that was really interesting to watch at the weekend was Manchester City versus Arsenal. City are now ten points clear at the top of the league. Uh, which is incredible. Liverpool have got a game in hand, so that could shorten to seven points, but still 10 points clear, and it's only Christmas as well. Brilliant. 2-1 win at Arsenal. As I said, great match. Um, How Martinelli didn't score it when it was 1-0. I think it was his running and touching it down too fast. Who knows? That was a perfect chance for them to go 2-1 ahead, and I don't think City would have grabbed it then. Um, Arsenal should have had a penalty in the first half. I think it was when Edison clipped Odegaard, didn't get the ball at all. Um, I'm not sure what VAR man didn't see in there, uh, but that's that's my opinion. I think it was a penalty. Um, Xhaka giving away the penalty, that was definitely a penalty. He was grabbing his shirt. Yes, Bernardo Silva did jump and go down quite easily, but it was still a foul. Um, Gabriel should have known better for both scuffing this. I think... The interesting thing, scuffing the spot wasn't what got him the card. It was dissent to the referee. So, I mean, again, should have known better from that. And then when he got the second second yellow, definitely a foul. And if you're a defender and it's one all at this point, you really need to be thinking about game management. I know he could have gone through and scored there, but um, the, the City attackers, but you really can't be doing things like that. Going, they, Arsenal lost their heads. I think there were some interesting refereeing decisions which spiced it all up a bit. But that was really a very poor decision from Gabriel. So you know, kind of let the side down there. But but it is what it is. Arsenal still doing very well and trying to cement the fourth place spot there at the moment. Um, West Ham obviously coming for coming for the spot as well. Well, that's all I've got time for today. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video and subscribe. And if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow us on there. Exciting news. We have got a big project coming soon that should be out maybe in the next few weeks, um, possibly website related, but I will reveal no more. Thank you, everybody, for listening or watching this. This has been The Final Whistle. <laughs>